Rise and shine, nerds. Grab your coffee, wipe the sleep from your eyes, and turn up the volume as we help kick off your day with Love Thy Nerds, official weekly nerdy news show. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the director of content and resources for Love Thy Nerd. And I'm Deidre. Living in a yellow submarine. (laughs) (laughs) Later in the show, we're talking about how early is too early to start celebrating Christmas. But right now, let's get to our top story. Deidre. What? The Beatles have released a new song. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Featuring all four. Okay. So. Of the Beatles. All right. Despite two of them being, being dead? long since dead. All right. Uh, the song is called Now and Then. And it was like officially sanctioned by the Beatles? It is, it is, their, it is their song. Okay. It is their song. Uh, it's not really uh, AI. They used AI for the music video, which is actually a really cool music video. Um, <laughs> that's a little creepy. It is. A, it's also a little creepy. Yes, but that's on brand <laughs> for the Beatles. Uh, but no, this is a, this article comes from um, NBC News. More than fifty years after the Beatles broke up, John, Paul, George, and Ringo are back together, reunited for one final track that was released this past Thursday, officially closing the final chapter in the band's musical output and legacy. The song, titled Now and Then, was played on BBC Radio just after 2 p.m. local time, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern time, and simultaneously released on streaming platforms. With the help of digital technology, it features both John Lennon, who was shot dead in 1980, and George Harrison, who died from lung cancer in 2001. Uh, here, I can give you a little snippet of it. You want to hear it? Sure. All right, here we go. Sounds pretty good, right? Yeah. The whole song is actually very, very good. Sounds very much like them. Okay. Uh, so it has new contributions from Paul McCartney, who's 81, and Ringo Starr, who's 83. And the song is the final song released by the most influential and best-selling musical group of the 20th century. <laughs> <sighs> so uh, what this is, is bef- before uh, John was killed... Mm-hmm. Uh, he had recorded a whole bunch of like little demos and little songs and most Yoko Ono gave them to Paul McCartney, the rest of the band, uh, after his death. Sorry. Right. <laughs> My nose is deciding. <laughs> need I need tissue. There you go. Uh, decided that she would hand them over to them and they were going to pretty much, do you need me to, I can't even take you off the camera. I'll put it on me more focused. Uh, <laughs> they released most of those already. Um, like they finished up his his work on the ones that were mostly done already. The songs that he had mostly fleshed out. Mm-hmm. They like finished them up, mastered them, put them out as like John Lennon's final music project mm-hmm. a while back. But this one was one that they never really did anything with and it was really just a small little piano part Ah. like it was a few few seconds really it wasn't a song a full song it was just like a part of a song that he was noodling around with Mm. and played a piano part um i don't think he sang anything 
But John said, every time I thought uh, like that, I thought, wait a minute, let's say I had the chance to ask John, hey, John, uh, I'll say, I'm sorry, Paul said this. I don't know why I said John. <laughs> would you like us to finish the last, that last song of yours? And I'm telling you, I know what the answer would have been. Yeah, he would have loved it, he said. So McCartney delighted fans in June by announcing the final track was on the way. He was working with, uh, he announced that he was working with Peter Jackson to isolate and enhance a low quality cassette tape of John Lennon singing. Okay, he did sing and playing piano in his New York apartment in the late 1970s. Uh, <clears throat> so the songs that were already released were uh, Free as a Bird and Real Love. Uh, they were released in the 1990s as part of the retrospective anthology album. So they were like new, new songs then. Okay. Now they've had this since the since 1994. They've been sitting on this demo for now and then since 1994, and they considered to try and release it as a single back then, but they just kind of ran out of steam and time back then, and just never really did it. And so they finally got together uh, and got it done, and it's beautiful. Cool. It's really really good. And so, yeah, they t the, the AI for the music video, which uh, Peter Jackson also put together, was taking clips from them from, like, the, the Get Back era, the, the Hey Jude era, the, you know, that, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and they did a documentary that's on Disney Plus, I believe, right now, yes. of the Beatles Get Back. Which I watched a little bit of it. I didn't get the same kind it. of stuff. Yeah. It was cursing. I couldn't watch it with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, I mean, it's cool. I don't, I don't have much to say about it. It's just really cool. Like this is the good kind of AI usage, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. this is, this is the kind of stuff that you want mm -hmm. where everybody's fully informed of what's happening. Right. They're all on board. And it's for a good thing. <laughs> That's for a beautiful thing. Yeah. So yeah, go hear that. It's everywhere. You know, it's Spotify. It's everywhere. It's right. YouTube. You can find it. Yeah. You can listen to it for free right now. Super good song. Now and then by the Beatles ending officially their reign on music history. <laughs> so go check it out. All right. So I had another article here that we were going to focus on. For a little bit, but then a different article popped up like on my phone this morning as we were getting Ooh. ready that I feel like we should do. So I'm going to quickly just give you the hit of what this article is going to be. Part of Google is in a uh, lawsuit, I think, with the government. I don't remember the whole thing. They're they're being scrutinized right now, and so like every day, new stuff about how Google's inner workings behind the scenes are, are being released. We've talked about some of it uh, over the course of the time. Uh, but we have a rare look at what searches get Google the most ad revenue. Like when people search something, the most people are clicking on ads based on those searches. Oh, okay. Instead of instead just of. basic search okay. results. Uh -huh. Okay. And this is only from like a single week in uh, September of 2018. Okay. Like it's not like a full range of everything, but it shows you. I doubt it's changed all that much. The top, uh, the top uh, five, iPhone 8, iPhone 8 Plus, auto insurance, car insurance, 
and cheap flights. So wow. iPhones, car insurance, cheap flights. Okay. Those are the things that get people to click on ads the huh. quickest, uh, at least in this week. And I'm sure it's the same all the time because those are things everybody's always searching for. Hotels. Right. Hotels are on here. Um, I have had to search for hotels for work and am very <laughs> upset by the amount of ads. And like I was actually trying to get to this specific hotel's website and I couldn't find it because of all these different It's really hard to ads. get to a hotel's website. Yeah. yeah. Um, Spectrum, Comcast, and Inf- Xfinity, all three cable slash internet companies are also on here mm. uh, in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only... Streaming service, but again, this was 2018, but the only streaming service listed on here is Hulu, not Netflix. Wow. Anyway, so that's that's all that was. We could have dived in a little bit more, but I'd rather talk about this. Doritos unveils the world's first silent snack for gamers. Oh. Doritos silent how do you make a Dorito silent? <laughs> All right, so Is it's it not... soggy? <laughs> Is it soggy? Is it made of sand? Uh, it's not actually a new chip. What they have come up with, uh, company, company Sip and Bites, Doritos, and then PepsiCo's in-house agency, has unveiled the AI augmented snack powered by Crunch Cancellation. It is a downloadable program currently only for PCs Okay, (laughs) that uses AI to determine whether you're talking or crunching and it will filter (laughs) out the crunching noise and not let it go through the microphone to everybody else's ears. So if you're playing Call of Duty with the boys... And you don't want to be crunching in their ears with your Doritos, but you're really hungry. You can download this. I think it's free. Let me look at the bottom. Uh, Software can be downloaded for free on the Doritos webpage and works exclusively for PCs. Uh, Once activated, the brand says the software will eliminate all traces of Doritos crunching. I would assume also all crunching. Right. Right. But What about the wrinkling bag? Crinkling bag, probably not. <laughs> Might need to pour it in a bowl before you get started. But uh, <laughs> it says, <clears throat> Doritos collaborated with software developer Smooth Technology to create the world's first AI augmented chip. Under development for six months, the process involved the technical analysis of more than 5,000 different Doritos crunch sounds <laughs> to create a database. And from these recordings, Doritos crunch, crunch cancellation technology utilizes AI <laughs> learning audio driver technology to provide gamers with an, un- an uninterrupted playing experience. I like North Hill Live's comment. <laughs> Let's see. Will it wipe the flavor dust off my fingers? <laughs> <laughs> you got to get that weird, um, those finger pinchers. You seen those? They look like little chopsticks uh-huh. on your finger, and you grab those. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh boy! I think this is also a brilliant use of AI technology. <laughs> like this is the kind of stuff I want. Wow. That's so cool! Wow! Yeah, soon it's going to be like how inconsiderate. You don't have your AI. Right. You don't have your, you don't have your crunch. crunch. You got crunch your crunch cancellation on, bro. Yeah. It's free. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> this is similar to, or at least reminds me of, uh, another recent like AI downloadable feature for your online experience mm-hmm. is that there's a app or a program now that you can download that will keep your eyes focused on the camera no matter what you're doing. Ugh. So like I could be, we could both be reading down here, but everybody looking at the screen will see me me looking right at them. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> but you can't tell. Like you can tell if they turn their head because then it like wigs out. But if if you know they keep their head relatively here in this in this range, it's, they're talking, but they're reading. You can't tell that they're not actually looking at you. It, wow. It's really well done. Wow. So, <laughs> but this is this is really cool. Doritos Silent. It has a nice little little bag design. I can't really show you on the screen, but I could show Deidre. Doritos Silent. <laughs> anyway, that's super cool stuff. Well, now it's time for our solar flare. Here are some quick headlines and commentary for the rest of the latest news. You ready? <coughs> ready. <coughs> la, 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 la. Right. Go. <laughs> Disney to acquire remaining stake in Hulu for expected $8.6 billion. So soon you'll be paying one company for two different ways to watch The Simpsons. <laughs> DoorDash warns no tipping may result in slower delivery. People are upset that they said this. Like this, this was part of a press release. Mm-hmm. But the tip is most of what DoorDash drivers make, and they get to pick and choose what orders they take to mm-hmm. deliver mm-hmm. and how much the tip is is part of the display. So, like, if you want to offer no tip, I'd imagine people are going, aren't going to be jumping at the chance to bring you your order. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Common Makes sense. sense. <laughs> <laughs> Google registry launches... Dot ing domains begging for wordplay. <laughs> if you were look dot ing at grab dot ing an early domain during dirt dot ing phase one of the rollout, it's go dot ing to be cost dot ing ua jaw drop dot ing million dollars or more. But it's really cool, right? Because that's going to be there's going to be a right? lot. <laughs> of those pun type podcast dotting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're also eventually they're they're game dotting. Sh- wow. Yeah, I bet that's. But gonna... that's why it's going to cost you a lot during the phase one rollout because those are, there's going to be so many of those that are the prime gets. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, they're about to release a dot meme as well. Ooh. So there's going to be a lot of that. Okay. Microsoft employees aren't happy that they're losing free Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. One of the largest companies on earth decides to ruin Christmas <laughs> for 238,000 employees and their families. Oh, goodness. It's real sad. <laughs> CW's Lois and Clark has been canceled following the upcoming fourth season. So a 23-year run of DC Comics-based TV shows on the CW, well, wow. technically starting with the, WW, with the WB, because uh, CW formed in 2006. Uh, but it's coming to an end in 2024 after the final season of Lois and Clark airs. It ends as it began on the back of Clark Kent. <laughs> kind of beautiful in a way mm. that wraps up today's news we're going to take a quick break when we come back matt and i go head to head in some movie trivia stick around today in nerd history 
Today's date is November 6th. In 1999, Pokemon, the first movie, released in theaters. This Japanese anime film features the legendary Pokemon Mew and its powerful clone Mewtwo, who challenges the bond between humans and Pokemon. In 2001, 24 premiered. This TV show follows the thrilling adventures of U.S. counter-terrorist agent Jack Bauer, who tries to stop various threats to his country and his loved ones in real time, with each season covering 24 hours of his life. For more nerdy facts about today's entries, visit lovethynerd.com slash nerdhistory. Welcome back to Rise and Shine Nerds, LTN's official weekly nerdy news show. I'm Rainy Matz. And I'm Deidre. Each week, we like to put our nerdy knowledge to the test. Today, Deidre and I will test our holiday nerd, no, movie nerd knowledge as we go head to head in a game of movie trivia. Uh, this is very generic movie trivia. It's pulled from everywhere. Oh, gosh. So, I'm yeah. going to fail. The trivia, fail hard. <laughs> the trivia game. <laughs> Multiple choice, but we have to keep guessing if we get it wrong, meaning that we can potentially earn three X's on each question. Like golf, we are aiming for the lowest score possible. Uh, each of us will answer five questions. We have already flipped the coin before we started this segment, and Deidre has won. She is going first. Uh, Did I win? <laughs> is it a win? We'll find out. So let's go. Let's focus on you. All right. Let's remember to do the camera thing right this time. All right, Deidre. Question number one. What is the longest movie ever made? The Stand, The Cure for Insomnia, Dances with Wolves, or Hamlet? (laughs) What the heck? (laughs) The Stand is a song. (laughs) (laughs) Hamlet Uh, is a small pig. I mean, I feel like it's really on the nose, but I'm going to go with The Cure for Insomnia. Like, Like, you just watch it forever and then you go to sleep. Wow. (laughs) Cure for Insomnia is the longest movie ever made at a total running time of 85 hours. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It premiered in its entirety at the School of the Art Institute in Chicago, Illinois, from January 31st to February 3rd, (laughs) 1987. One continuous showing. Good gracious. Was it entertaining? Right? I don't understand. What is it a, what's it about? I got to learn so much more about this movie once the show's <laughs> over. All right. You All know right. what we're going to be doing for the next 85 hours. Wow. <laughs> All right. I mean, that's more than the entirety of the, the Infinity Saga of MCU, right? Wow. Like this, like, it ain't 85 hours. 85 hours. <sighs> I guess maybe if you add in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't know. <laughs> Number two, what movie starring Al Jolson is generally considered to be the first talking picture? New York Nights, The Jazz Singer, Are You a Mason, or The Singing Fool? I don't even know who that guy is or any of these things. (laughs) We'll go with The Singing Fool. Oh, one X. Do you know the answer? I think I do. Really? Yeah. New York Nights? Ah. (laughs) Are you a Mason? (laughs) (laughs) I was right. It's the Jazz Singer. Starring Al Jolson. It's generally considered the first talking picture ever made. Jolson's prophetic opening line, Wait a minute, wait a minute, you ain't heard nothing yet. Were the first words spoken on a widely distributed film by a movie actor. Okay. Deja, that netted you three X's right there. I know. 
Ooh, that's not good. Man, told you I was going to bomb. Number three. What character in Monty Python and the Holy Grail insists that it's just a flesh wound? Was it Roger the Shrubber, Black Knight, King Arthur, or Sir Lancelot? I, I watched this movie probably when I was 13. Yes. It was a while. We watched it together. I know that. The last time I saw it. We were... Barely. I think it was the knight character. I'm going to go with the black, black knight. Black knight? Yeah. Okay. Correct. Hey. After literally disarming the black knight, Arthur assumes the fight is over and kneels to offer a prayer of thanks. The black knight interrupts Arthur's prayer by kicking him in the side of the head, accusing him of cowardice. When Arthur points out the black knight's entries, the knight insists, it's just a flesh wound. <laughs> <laughs> good job. That did you a lot of good right there. Number four, what was the first movie by Pixar to receive a higher rating than G in the United States? Ooh. Toy Story, Finding Nemo, The Incredibles, Monsters, Inc. Okay, so we know Monsters, Inc. is G. Yeah, we've we talked about it a lot. about that. Mm -hmm. Toy Story's got to be G. I'm going to say The Incredibles. You're correct. Yeah. The Incredibles received a PG rating for action violence. Yeah. 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 Didn't the second one get a PG-13? Or was it peachy as well? I don't recall. I do recall there being a cursing, and it's really dark. It's very dark, yeah. I did not enjoy it. I liked it. I did not. <laughs> I haven't watched it since it we saw different. it in the theaters. No? Nope. I did. All right, last question for you, which you're doing good. You have the three from the one question. Here comes three more. Let's go. <laughs> what was the first movie for which the cost of obtaining rights to the soundtrack outweighed all the other production costs Ooh. the wall clerks titanic or the blair witch project man titanic's song was made for the movie we've talked about that but i think so, you still have to buy the rights to it when it's made by another artist the blair witch project would like seem to fit Right, because they like recorded it all cheaply. Low budget for the But production. did they have any songs in it? I've never seen it. I would assume if they did, it would be like them playing it themselves, like on a radio or whatever, like not as a soundtrack like over the movie, but like What about the credits at the end? That too. That's a possibility. But I'm thinking like Peter Quill, you know, listening to the music kind of thing in the headphones where you're barely hearing it. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I, don't mm -hmm. I don't know if that's the case or not. And I don't know what the wall is. I don't know what the wall is either. Clerks is. I don't know. I know what Clerks is. <clears throat> let's um, let's go with the Blair Witch Project. Uh, I don't think they have any. Music. I really don't think it's Titanic, <laughs> but it's the only other one I know, so I'm going to pick Titanic. Do you think it's going to outweigh the production cost of Titanic? I know. They had to make a ship. <laughs> 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 they had so many people. The wall. Okay, it's clerks. Whatever the heck that is. The cost of obtaining the rights to the soundtrack, approximately $27,000 for Kevin Smith's clerks, outweighed the entire production cost of the film, which was about $26,800, which Barely. was the first in motion picture history. <laughs> clerks is where we got Jay and Silent Bob. Do you remember those characters? From like the early 2000s, they were popular again. Kevin Smith is like that short guy with the black beard who usually didn't talk in his stuff, but he's like a. 
big comic book guy. Yeah, like I yeah. know those characters. You, you'd recognize Kevin Smith yeah. if you saw him. Probably. All right, Deidre. Told you it was going to be That's bad. That's three a blood, more. That's a bloodbath. That's six right there. That's how many you got last week. <laughs> All right, let's see if I can do any better. All right. Let's pray for movies he don't know. <laughs> what film features a fight scene in which Bruce Lee breaks Jackie Chan's jaw? Uh, it says neck. It literally neck. says neck. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Not even any of the same letters. <laughs> I think I was, like, reading Brawl underneath. I'd like you to not read that second option. It's clearly not that one, but it's also a oh. wiener joke, and I don't want that. So just don't read that one. Okay. The big <laughs> brawl, enter the dragon, game of death. The fourth option is the South Park movie. I don't understand why they would put that. Jackie Chan's not in the South Park movie, and it's animated. You can't break his neck. <laughs> That was just a dumb choice. There's so many actual Jackie Chan movies. Oh, dear. Uh, all right. First fight scene. Bruce Lee breaks Jackie Chan's neck. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Enter the Dragon. Enter the Dragon. Sorry. Oh. Yeah. Jackie Chan makes a brief uncredited cameo appearance towards the end of Enter the Dragon in a big fight scene in the cave. Bruce Lee grabs his hair for a moment before breaking his neck. I honestly, before that, did not know they were ever in a movie together. So that's pretty cool. Okay. Why <laughs> was Jennifer Grey Whatever. hesitant to accept the role of baby in Dirty Dancing? She thought the character was too silly. She couldn't dance. The cast included non-union actors. She disliked Patrick Swayze. <laughs> <laughs> Why did she hesitate? All of these could be plausible. Right. Uh-huh. I would say the one that would make the most sense would be that she couldn't dance. Right. Right. So I'm going to go with that one. Dang it. Oh, that girl can dance. <sighs> she thought the character was too silly. Cool. She did. She disliked Paris Bueller, and her character was silly there. What Which was one? it? Was it silly, or was it the straight person of the whole movie? <laughs> Pretty sure it was. <laughs> she disliked Patrick Swayze. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Patrick Swayze had to personally convince Jennifer Grey to co-star with him in Dirty Dancing because she had disliked him so much while filming Red Dawn. Oh. Oh, man. Wow. Okay. Well, that's two for me already. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. I mean, oh, so sorry. Who is the only Top Gun actor who didn't vomit while in the fighter jet? <laughs> Anthony Edwards? Val Kilmer? John Stockwell, Tom Cruise. <laughs> I feel like it would be on. Br- I feel like it would be on brand for it to be Tom Cruise because he's just always comes up as such a cool guy. Does his own stunts. You know, seem like it seems like if stunts anybody. you don't vomit. Right, but is that what you're picking? I don't want to pick. <laughs> I'm gonna say Val Kilmer because he was Batman. Nope. 
See, now I'm at the point where do I pick everybody other than Tom Cruise just to find out it was Tom Cruise? Uh, or do or I do I pick Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise even though I don't think it's Tom Cruise? <laughs> that, was, that was me with Titanic. Ugh. Like, I know it's probably not, but I don't know the other ones. I don't want to go with my gut. It's telling me Anthony Edwards. Oh, Anthony Edwards, who plays Goose, is the only actor who didn't vomit while in the fighter jets. Tom Cruise vomited. <sighs> okay, I'm up to three. All I right. have two questions left. Two questions. In what movie did Sidney Poitier, did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Say, they call me Mr. Tibbs. <laughs> A raisin in the sun, in the heat of the night, no way out. A patch of blue. Gosh, I don't know any of these. I know of a raisin in the sun, but I don't remember what it was about. I just know the, like the play on that line that is, from other things, right? <sighs> they call me Mr. Pig. Is that what that's from? I don't even know. You might be very <laughs> insulting to somebody right now. <laughs> No, that's from. But I'm saying, is it? Is it? <laughs> this might not be that inflection. This might not be that line that people are copying. Maybe the other thing. You just said it that way. <laughs> they call me Mister Tubes. <laughs> Mister Pig. I was saying the, yes, li- yeah, the I, line. I no, know. no, no. But as you read it in the question, you also oh. said it with that inflection. So I'm saying that oh, might I not see. be what it. I'm going to say a raisin in the sun, just because <laughs> it's the only one I know of. Dang it. A patch of blue. Dang it. In the heat of the night. Oh. There we go. Oh, gosh. What are we at here? Hold on. I have five. Hold on. Let me, I got to read the thing. Quit scrolling around. In the heat of the night is a 1967 film about Virgil Tibbs, a black police detective from Philadelphia who becomes involved in murder investigation in a small racist town in Mississippi. Okay. Yeah. I assume then that's where that line comes from. That was parodying the other thing. Okay. Last question. I just have to not get something wrong. Okay. There we go. You can do it. Uh, Apparently there's a reference in Psych to that. That's right. I do recall that from Psych. Like when you said references everywhere, I immediately thought Psych. Huh. Okay, thank you, Viridian <laughs> Toothy Cow, for confirming my brain. Last question. Okay, in <sighs> The Wizard of Oz, 1939, what was used to simulate snow during the poppy scene? Asbestos, <laughs> cornflakes, powdered sugar, coconut flakes. This is 1939. <gasps> People didn't know asbestos was bad for you. So, it's possible. Right. Cornflakes, I don't, I feel like that would be too heavy. Right. Would, I don't fall. think it would simulate snow well. Frosted cornflakes. <laughs> Special K with strawberries. Uh, powdered sugar, I feel like is too grabby. Grab. Like if it would fall on, it would just stay on you. Like you can't, it doesn't. It's too powdery. Too powdery. Like if you step <laughs> step through it or whatever, whatever it touches, it's on. Right. It wouldn't simulate snow. I'm trying to coconut flakes. What are you doing over there? Stop. I'm trying to 
What? I'm okay. hearing you going something, oh, yes, whatever you're doing. my foot. Sorry. <laughs> Coconut flakes. That's a possibility, too. But I really want to say asbestos because I feel like it would have to be that if they're going to include it. Oh, I don't know what asbestos looks like, though, in its natural form. Oh. I just know it can be in the ceiling Coconut or in the... Flakes. Yeah, in the ceiling Coconut and in the floor. Not, I'm going to say not powdered sugar, not cornflakes. So I'm stuck between asbestos and coconut flakes. <laughs> I'm going to say asbestos. Asbestos. Where's my mouse? Oh, oh my gosh. The snow is. wasn't the only asbestos-related element of production. The Wicked Witch's broom was made out of made of asbestos, as what's the scarecrow's entire outfit. Oh, gosh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Oh, that poor dude. Right? I remember there was something about the the guy that played the Tin Man and the paint they used for his face. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're safe back then. <laughs> Daedra! I you snuck might. it out. Six to five. I beat you by one. I guess that's better than last time. It's much better than last time. <laughs> oh, man, I didn't think I was going to make that. <laughs> Holy cow. All right. Good game. Good game, Daedra. <laughs> You would never catch fire, Tristan Ferguson. Tad Hall, thank you for that subscription. And he sends a message. It brings me joy that you enjoy the TikToks I sent you. <laughs> I do indeed. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That wraps up our trivia battle this week. We're going to take another short break. I'm reading your line again. I don't know where you are. Sorry. <laughs> Up next, we're going to talk about Christmas well before Thanksgiving. Stick around. <laughs> Welcome to the Lightning Round, brought to you by Moviga. I'm Justin with your weekly source for all things movies, video games, and more. Now, grab your ponchos and let's catch up on this week's news. We got a trailer for The Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, which releases on May 24th of next year. Uh, this movie takes place about six years after War for the Planet of the Apes, giving us the first look at the series' post-human world. Um, I have yet to watch any of the reboot and never even watched the originals but after seeing this trailer i'm definitely planning on catching up on the reboot so that i can watch this movie because it looks great the five nights at freddy's creator says that the movie's success was beyond his wildest dreams the movie garnered 78 million dollars domestically to become the biggest opening weekend of all time for universal and peacock's hybrid releases meaning that it released on streaming and in the theaters, uh, beating out Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. Uh, this was also the biggest Blumhouse opening of all time, uh, which was very surprising being that Blumhouse is such a powerhouse when it comes to horror movies. And it was also the biggest horror debut of this year, beating out Scream 6 and The Nun 2. Uh, I was really surprised by this movie. IGN gave it a four, um, and I had never actually played any of the games, so I went in with very little expectations, but I didn't hate it. 
And while it was fun, overall, I'd probably give it a five and a half. Netflix is offering free tattoos themed around its shows as part of its upcoming Geeked Week event. Spots are limited, but Netflix will pay for fans to get a tattoo based on any of its popular shows. This offer is limited to specific tattoo parlors in five different cities. Um, Geek Week is a digital-only six-day event that begins on November 6th, where they will share updates on some of their shows and movies. Uh, some of the shows that have been confirmed to appear uh, include Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, Devil May Cry, Rebel Moon, and Tomb Raider The Legend of Lara Croft. I'm going to be honest, if I lived in one of these cities, I would for sure try getting one of those free tattoos. Because um, honestly, I wouldn't mind showing my love for the Haunting of Hill House with a sweet tattoo of the Bent Neck Lady. Well, it looks like the storm has passed. Be sure to check out the Moviga podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to that sort of thing, where we're talking all things movies, video games, and more. I'm Justin, and thanks for joining me this week for the Lightning Round. Welcome back to Rise and Shine Nerds, LTN's official weekly nerdy news show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Dater. Halloween is now long gone. That's right. That's right. And thus begins the never-ending battle that rivals the GIF-GIF debate... Can you celebrate Christmas before Thanksgiving? <laughs> or maybe should you? According to a survey from 2020, 27% of people put up their holiday decorations before Thanksgiving. Okay. Not a lot. 27%. I mean, it's a good chunk. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But that doesn't necessarily... Like, like when we're talking about celebrating Christmas before Thanksgiving... Decorating isn't the only option. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that get up in arms if you're listening to Christmas music before Thanksgiving. Watching Christmas movies. Eating Christmas candies. <laughs> Paul Green's had was putting out the Christmas candies on October 28th. Oh, yeah. They had Halloween on one side of the middle aisle, Christmas on the other. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. In fact, I mean, we, we have people a people grab it and eat it. We have a TikToker that we watch. I don't remember his name offhand, but he makes weird pizzas. Oh, yeah. And there's one that you need to watch where he did a Halloween candy one, except he stuffed the crust with Christmas nerds rope because that was available at the store as well. I'm like, That's so strange. <laughs> <sighs> but so the question is, uh, is, is is that bad? Is it bad to do any of these things? Is it wrong? Is it disrespectful to Thanksgiving? I think that Thanksgiving is just about the food. Who cares what your house looks like? If you want to eat your Thanksgiving food with Christmas decorations up, then do that. And frankly, I do. Yeah. I mean, I when we were kids, I think Thanksgiving held a higher higher level of respect, I guess, from the country. 
like it in yeah. our in our recent decade or so right why are we celebrating people yeah things? people have gotten a little bit more uppity about mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. should we even celebrate thanksgiving which that's not a question that i'm concerned about but mm -hmm. it just is it has taken a bit of the sheen off of the right. pedestal it was put on, you know, right. kind of thing. Like we used to dress as pilgrims and Indians. Yeah, I totally did that in, in <laughs> totally elementary school. Totally cannot do that anymore. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but uh, so I do think that's that's part of it losing its right grandiose level of respect mm -hmm. as a holiday. Like even uh, so, our our. Uh, son's school they do the kindergartners always do that thanksgiving yeah performance to do like a little and it's not five songs pilgrims thing. and indians right it's pilgrims and turkeys right right you right. get to dress as a pilgrim or, or a, a turkey. turkey yeah which is funny because it's like now you're excluding the other side right of thanksgiving to be nice right but like you're not even like presenting them right because i mean i understand <laughs> the mindset that right there were some terrible things done to some factions of indians by some pilgrims back that during that time but the story of thanksgiving was a, a real thing right and it did include like pilgrims and indians eating to get native americans eating together right and the Native Americans <laughs> saved the pilgrims right. by teaching them what foods to right. plant. And but it's like we can't we can't celebrate that because of other things that happened with other groups of these people. Right. It's 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 too much of a wide swath for me. But that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> no, we're talking about it. <laughs> I love Christmas, and I'm yeah. going to be honest. I uh, Caleb has a Christmas channel. It's already on, isn't it? Uh, probably. Yeah, I think it is. And I will, I will have it on at work all day, starting Monday. <laughs> we had considered, we had considered doing a Christmas channel <gasps> for LT and radio. Love, I would love that for just November and December. Yeah, but not. Gonna, it's not going to happen this year, but maybe next year. Yeah, we might be able I, to pull I mean, that off. I will abandon K Love for you. Babe. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> <clears throat> I do like I do like the Christmas channel. I do see on LTN radio. Bubba's with me. Bubba's <laughs> like, start playing that Christmas music as soon as you want. But I know that I'm going to get a lot of gripey people. Gripers. <laughs> if I do it a second before Black Friday starts, so oh, you can. I will hit it on Black Friday. Just do, can you just like put it in where it just does like one? That's what I do. I have it set up. I have it set up like one every. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's. One, I think the ratio is one song, one Christmas song for every ten normal songs, in the normal rotation throughout uh -huh. the day. But then we will do evening music blocks, uh -huh. which uh, this year I believe will be on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Just two hours at first of just Christmas music for those two hours. Mm -hmm. Christian. Christmas rock, rap, and pop Christmas music, which is stuff you don't normally get on, like the K Love Christmas channel and right. stuff. And that's always fun. Uh, and then as we get closer to Christmas, we'll do the 12 nights of Christmas, where it's like six hour blocks every evening. 
Yeah. And then Christmas Eve and Christmas Day all day. I'd love that. I want some Family Force 5 Christmas music. I they don't love, play that. Gosh, it's so Caleb's good. Right. Christmas that day. album is so good. It's one of the best. <laughs> the Family Force 5 Christmas album, uh-huh. the Reliant K Christmas album, uh-huh. and the um, Mercy Me Christmas album, which is on K-Love. Those are my three top <laughs> Christmas albums ever. Love them so much. That's interesting. Uh, we did sneak a Christmas. Uh-huh. Yeah, we did sneak a Christmas song in, and that was my Christmas song that I just released, and I had to release it, and it was only on for one day, November first, because <laughs> it was titled November first, two whole months of Christmas. Had to, yeah, yeah, uh, gotta check that out. Too. <laughs> we're actually gonna play it here on this podcast. Today. Oh, okay. Not awesome. on the stream of people watching us as we record, but oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> But for the podcast, if you're listening to this on the podcast feed, on the radio station, or uh, watching us on YouTube, the next break, you're going to hear the Christmas song uh, that I just made. But back to should should we? we? Should we? Should we, babe? I feel like it's shifted a bit in the last decade. Okay. I mean, just look at our friend Mo. Right. She when we met her, she was hardcore. No, like angry about it too. Like she was the "How dare you?" Well, do she anything. Even said Christmas. you don't ring in the new year with an old tree. Like she's Christmas is oh, right. between only yeah. after Thanksgiving <laughs> and before New Year. <laughs> yes, yes. Because I'm like that's too short. Right, you gotta let you gotta All let that it go work through. You do. The technical 12 days of Christmas starts with Christmas. Right. So I'm fine with leaving that tree up (laughs) at least 12 more days. Deidre and I usually try and get it down before Valentine's Day. Right. (laughs) I mean, our our tree's made it past Valentine's Day. No, I don't think it made it past, but it was really close. Like I posted an Instagram, like, will it still be here on Valentine's Day? (laughs) And that made me. We got it down. Yeah, we got it down (laughs) like two days before Valentine's Day. Don't show the world that I still have my tree up. (laughs) Tad Hall says, my tree hasn't come down from last year. That's perfect. That's brilliant. I mean, it's like the people that leave their Christmas lights up outside all year. Uh Less work next year. That's right. (sighs) I really like the... I like doing the outside early just because it gets so cold. If if we weren't married, if I was single and I was putting up a tree, I would be doing the whole, all right, let's wrap the whole tree up in saran wrap at the end of the year (laughs) and just unwrap it again next year (laughs) kind of thing. But you always do so good with the tree. Aw, You thanks. put so much care into, like, the fluffing it, <laughs> placing everything perfectly, and the mm. weird ribbon thing that looks so dope. <laughs> <sighs> it's really cool. Oh. I don't even touch the tree. I think Deidre wouldn't let me anymore. Anyway. You have a job. You hand the bulbs <laughs> to the, the children. I hand the bulbs to the children. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's going to be so cute this year. She really is. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I think in the last 10 years, we've seen a bit of a shift. Because okay. now Mo is all... Mo had her trees up before Halloween. Really? Wow. She had them up on the 28th of October, I'm pretty sure. Wow. 28th or 29th. <laughs> now, not fully decorated, but just like but up like with up lights. So that <laughs> as soon as November 1st is... Yeah. You can decorate. And there were three of them, I believe. She put three of them up. Like, well, I'm bored. This is what I'm doing today. (laughs) 
that was kind of what inspired me to finish that song. Because <laughs> I had that idea. I'm like, yep, all right, let's do this. Her her commitment to being ready to go for Christmas <laughs> as soon as Halloween was over. <laughs> Spilling the tea on Mo. I'm here for it. <laughs> uh, so... I, I, I do think, because there was a lot of complaining, I remember, when I was younger. When we were younger, when we were mid-20s even. Uh-huh. A lot of people complained. Oh, gosh, there's... Christmas uh, is in the stores Christmas already. stores are everywhere. Yeah. I'm hearing Christmas music already. Look, I heard a Christmas song at Walmart on September 28th once. That was too early. But at certain points, it's like we... <sighs> Life sucks <laughs> throughout the whole year. Every year just seems terrible. Uh-huh. Every year it's just miserable, miserable, miserable. I want to jump into Christmas as soon as possible. Uh-huh. Even if it doesn't change the fact that the year is miserable and life sucks throughout the you know normal day and the world is in turmoil. Uh-huh. For the three minutes that one of my favorite Christmas carols is playing in my ear or... For an afternoon while I'm watching Home Alone or Elf or whatever, I can forget all of that and just like have some of my favorite memories mm-hmm. ever. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna go watch Elf with the kids today. <laughs> you convinced me. <laughs> like I'm actually really want to go watch Home Alone. I'm excited about Home that. Alone. Eh. Excuse you? I'm sorry. Eh. <laughs> Excuse you. As an adult, I'm like. Those poor grown-ups. <laughs> <laughs> those, those, no, those it's more like home gross. Like, like gross. Like he burns them and yeah, catches them on fire and something like. But burns them to... and catches them on fire both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He burns their hands. Uh, okay, I thought and you were he talking catches about their hair the, on fire. I thought you were Mister. talking about the flamethrower thing both times. Mister. Well, it's funny. The only part about that movie that I don't like. The only thing that's gross is when he steps on the nail and you, and, see the, and you see it and you hear that <laughs> noise. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I mute it I'm and like, look away. <laughs> 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 uh, but honestly, I, I just really think it's about, look, this is escapism, especially for mm-hmm. adults now. Yeah. Cause there's, there's so much cynicism for for people our age and older mm-hmm. and if we can cling on to a bit of you know childhood joy mm-hmm. for just a little while for two months of the year right. to make life a little bit more bearable let's do it please just let <laughs> us just let it happen now let this, it happen this year we did um i mean uh, we have a, a good friend who does um photography and she did photos with Santa, mm. and it was on October 21st. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that happened to be this, and it was the only day Santa was coming to her studio. So if you wanted photos with Santa, you had to go do that then. Yeah. And um, we have yet to have our daughter go see Santa because <laughs> yeah. we're terrible. Well, it's so, COVID times too. Yeah, like it yeah. Was hard to... It was hard, but um, so I went ahead and scheduled it, and it was the same day as our fall festival. So in the same day, <laughs> we I had never, I never made that connection. Yeah, we had a soccer game, and then 
and well, another soccer game. That was the week we didn't record. We had, yeah, we had a soccer ago. day yeah. game. We went to go see Santa, another soccer game, and we dressed up for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. There was a lot. So uh, <laughs> we asked our shinies to share with us their thoughts, and uh, they have chimed in. Okay. Uh, so we asked them, when do you start celebrating the Christmas season and why? Uh, Radiant Toothy Cow says, we already have a tree up. There we go. So way to go. Seal the Centurion says, here's the thing. <laughs> Since I sing in a couple of groups, we start practicing Christmas music in early October. Mm -hmm. So personally, I won't listen to Christmas music intentionally until after Thanksgiving. I kind of get that. If you're like almost forced to be immersed in it, mm. you don't want to get sick of it before Christmas comes. Right, right. Right? I never get sick of Christmas <clears throat> music, though. I don't either, but some people do. Yeah. And some people, that's their reason for not starting on November 1st. Mm -hmm. you know, like, if I start it now, by the time Christmas comes around, I'm going to want to pull my hair out. <laughs> <clears throat> I sing White Christmas all year long. <laughs> HD Amanda says, usually I start putting up the decorations the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Call me a Grinch, but I told hubby last night I may not put up the tree this year. Granted, I said that while this while we were taking down the Halloween tree and trying to take down those dang lights. Halloween tree? Okay. Like a big spooky looking tree or like like it looks like a Christmas tree but it's decorated for Halloween. I'm try <laughs> I, my brain is going a mile an hour. <laughs> that fast. Yes, huh? Going through all the different ways this tree could look. <laughs> Would it be like one of those dead trees? Yeah, you know, just yeah. with no no Spooky. leaves or whatever? Yeah, uh -huh. And just... <laughs> I want to see it so bad. It's a palm tree. HD Amanda, if you're listening, I need a picture of your <laughs> Halloween tree. But she already took it down. I'm sure she took a picture. <laughs> uh, it says, we will definitely still put up the inflatables outside. Okay. I guess if you want to lie to everybody, <laughs> so, yeah, we're totally celebrating Christmas in here. Uh -huh. And then there's no tree, like the basic thing that every house should have for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Shame, Amanda, <laughs> wasting all your tree <laughs> glory on Halloween. Oh Ugh. goodness! Right, you have a tree for Halloween <laughs> and not for Christmas. not for Christmas. Yeah. Aww. Happy birthday, Jesus! Sorry, your party's so lame. <laughs> a listener. <laughs> <laughs> so Silver says, I start decorating. I'll start decorating soon when I have a less sprained ankle and I get the Halloween stuff down. So she's all for starting right away, right after Halloween. <clears throat> uh, JC Phenom says, no, it's turkey time. <laughs> <laughs> and Silver responded to that of one day for the dumb dinner is more than enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> Wandering Night says, sometime after Thanksgiving, just depends on how busy we are with young children and family travels. Uh, Josh the Boss, who uh, doesn't understand radio, apparently. Just kidding. He's, he, he really does. But he sent a picture. So, okay. good job. <laughs> Can't read a picture, Josh the Boss. Uh, <laughs> he sent a picture of him with a, uh, with a reindeer mug. Okay. Let's see if you can see it on the screen here. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the photo. Hmm. <laughs> that looks dangerous. They had to make that that mug really wide 
because it's got horns popping up. And right. You're drinking it. You got to make sure. <laughs> Poke yourself. Because I've seen that. I've seen a badly designed Christmas mug with the reindeer <laughs> you poke where your you eyes out? goes right into your eyes. Zephariah, <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> uh, which is Andrea, asks, does a Mountain Dew count as Kim- Christmassy? Uh, and Kevin says only if it's code red. Uh, I would agree with that. Code red is the most Christmassy of all of the Mountain Dews. You get a smattering of normal code red or normal code red and normal Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. That's Christmas That's right Christmas. there, baby. Yeah. Christmas party saved. Now we do Christmas all year in New Mexico with our enchiladas. Red and green chilies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You you can even ask for both, and that's ask called Christmas, Christmas style. style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's delicious, and I had it yesterday. <laughs> it ain't great. I had Christmas Red chili, enchiladas. really good. The green From chili sauce. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> If you're into that, looks like snot to me. Oh my gosh. Looks like a liquid snot. Uh, KY Redhead says decorating begins as soon as, as soon as we've cleared space for the tree, which is always later than we hope. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mosaic fan art this morning said we celebrate half, uh, our Christmas at Thanksgiving. It's when my wife's family gets together. So about 30 of us descend on Nashville for four days and hang out together. I love it. Take the last minute stress out of Christmas and it seems more enjoyable and holy to me. Hmm. Okay. That's nice. So they do one family Christmas at Thanksgiving, the other family Christmas at Christmas. Are we going to talk to Tristan about we discovered... uh... Australia gets two Christmases. We learned Australia does yeah. genuinely celebrate Christmas, Christmas in, July in July. Yeah, as a way I to experience the traditional snowy type Christmas stuff. Uh-huh. It's not a full. Where you're at, it's still not a full all out. <laughs> at least the article said it's still not a full like all out Christmas. They don't do everything or go as full, but they do do a little bit. Yeah, of the Christmassy stuff. Yeah, which is cool. That is cool. It makes sense to me. Because mm-hmm. we talked about that. We would we'd ask the question. That's how we found out. We'd ask the question to each other because we were watching Bluey. Like, how do they decorate? Yeah. We were watching Bluey, so, mm-hmm. and they were doing the Christmas Swim episode because mm-hmm. it's set in Australia. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> yeah, those people are weird. <laughs> so you don't celebrate Christmas in July? Aww, uh, <laughs> we were going to celebrate the, with you this year. We're like, how do they decorate... <laughs> Do they? We're like, do they have snowflake decorations and stuff? Like, like half of our decorations are snow based. <laughs> no. <laughs> like we have mittens and ice skates and right, right. And, you know, everything's covered in snow. And like, yeah. how do they decorate there? Is it all beach theme stuff? Like, I don't, I don't know. And so we looked they it up, and they kind of do both. They kind of do both. <laughs> But apparently only the cool people do Christmas in July. <laughs> Just kidding, Tristan. Uh, and speaking of Tristan, celebration starts to wind up with, uh, with uh, music around mid-November. But our tree and decorations don't go up until the 1st of December. <sighs> wow. Wow. So he shortens his Christmas and does not do July. Shortens his Christmas and refuses. <laughs> To celebrate Christmas in July with his fellow Australians. Uh, <laughs> the, um, the idea of celebrating Christmas in the heat. 
when you can go swim just yeah. seems so wrong to me. <laughs> I like it though. I think that would be fun. It would be fun for a, a, a year just for the novelty of it. But if that's what you grew up with. <laughs> Once a year is enough. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. If you grew up with it, it's normal for you. That's different. I'm just saying like if we were to move to Australia suddenly, uh-huh. all of our Christmases are now beach days. I'm like, oh. see, I, don't know. I hate the cold and the idea of like having <laughs> Christmas outside and within the pool. It sounds awesome to me. Well, you know, Home Alone 2, they wanted to go to the beach for Christmas. <laughs> and, and look, look how what that happened. Turned out. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Look how look how badly that went. It rained the whole time. None of the TVs were in English. And they lost their kid they again. Went to the wrong place. They should have gone to Australia. <laughs> their kid went to New York and had a blast. Okay. <laughs> Uh, All right, well, that's going to wrap that up. We're going to take another short break and then wrap up our show. And during this break, like I said, take a listen to the new song I released on November 1st about being ready for the Christmas season. The song title is November 1st, Two Months of Christmas. (laughs) Stick around. around the whole world in one night and I know some jerkies who think that the turkey should get the same kind of applause but that's out of balance cause all of their talents cannot hold a candle to claws January to October is the worst but praise God haven't you heard today's November 1st it's time for two whole months of Christmas it's the only thing on my wish list If you think I sound a little nuts, I got news for you, my tree's already up. (laughs) And if you try to make me ground my sleigh, check the mail, homie, your fruitcake's on the way. It's time for two whole months of Christmas. It's the only thing on my wish list.
on my mind. <laughs> Welcome back to Rise and Shine Nerds, LTN's official weekly nerdy news show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Deidre. Mm. So, to wrap up the show today, we've got some news. And, um... Oh, you're gonna do it, huh? Yeah, look. Let me, let me level with you all. <laughs> this show has been a mess. I don't know how much of this has been, like, visible on the listener end and the watching end like you know with the finished product uh-huh. but behind the scenes the show has never really found its footing we had hoped that shifting from a daily show to a weekly show would make things better and while i do think that this was a big step in the right direction i haven't wanted to admit that <clears throat> my heart isn't really in it <clears throat> here's the honest truth I did the Backroom Morning Show uh, and our podcast before that with Mo for seven years. It's a long time. 125 podcasts followed by 585 morning shows, mm-hmm. most of which were about an hour long or more. Uh, we didn't plan to stop it for a while. We had a good show going and a great community behind it. Uh, I wanted to go on for a long time. We knew one day Mo was going to move away. Like that was in her plans already. And we had planned that there would be a natural shift. The plan had been when that day comes, Deidre would step in. But we would continue with that show. But honestly, we thought that day was going to be another five years away at minimum. Mm -hmm. And so when circumstances outside of the show wound up bringing the show to an abrupt end... I kind of panicked. I didn't really know what to do. Uh, We now had a gaping hole in the radio station and in the podcast uh, network. I no longer felt like it was right or, or even respectful to Mo to keep the show going with a new host, given that her time as host didn't end the way that either of us had expected. And so... I also just wasn't mentally ready to start over, Mm -hmm. but I was ready to do something with Deidre. Uh, I think she has more than proven herself as a great co-host who is hilarious, personable, and fun. (laughs) And so with a, a sudden vacuum in the radio schedule, we got to work on building this new thing. Mm -hmm. I've come to realize, however, that, Except for getting to do this with my wife, my heart's just really not in this project. This is the 49th episode, and I'm already feeling burnout. Uh, I can't get past the feeling that this show is just kind of unnecessary. Hmm. And that the quality is impossible to maintain week to week because it's largely based around if anything interesting has happened in the news. And given that it's news-based, I I also don't like how most news stories are about something negative that we are forced to try and lighten up. Mm -hmm. In fact, the the realization I had while we were talking last night is that this show's main purpose is nerdy news. And I find that the nerdy news segment is my least favorite segment to both produce, you know, write and present Mm -hmm. it's the fun stuff like we just had the last segment talking about 
the past and how it impacts the future. That's the kind of stuff that I like the stuff that the camaraderie building, all of us, you know, have our own opinion about this or that kind of thing. That, that stuff is the fun stuff. That's the heart of it. Mm -hmm. And it was the same way with the back row morning show. That was the heart of it. It was, it was, we had news there, but it was mostly like weird, funny news. You know, we weren't diving into the nerd culture for news. We did junk food news and stuff. It was stuff that was, you know, fun. Mm -hmm. Fun that everybody could kind of get behind. Uh, <clears throat> so basically, the show was an experiment. And I, I don't think the results have been ideal. The show has been good. Don't get me wrong. We've had some fantastic moments. We've had a lot of listeners, a lot of awesome episodes. Uh, but overall, it's just not what we hoped it would be. And so because of that, it's starting to feel more like a job that we have to do instead of a project that we're passionate about. And so all this to say that we're going to be wrapping things up. Next week is episode 50. And that's going to be our series finale. We're going to share the latest news. We're going to have a fun game segment. We're going to talk about what Deidre and I will be doing next. It's not going to be this show. It's not going to be a morning show, but we do have an idea that we are actually pretty excited about, mm -hmm. about something that we are actually passionate about around the, that same vein of sharing the love of stuff with each other. We'll talk about that a little bit more next week, but one thing I want to make clear before we go is that we are incredibly grateful for all of our shinies, all of our regular listeners, everybody that comes and watches us on Saturday when we record the show. We are so grateful for all of you. You have been one of the biggest bright spots during this, this run that we've had this past half of the year. Mm -hmm. uh, it has been uh, a blast every time that we've getting, gotten to interact with you guys. Uh, you guys are what make it fun. You guys are what makes us want to keep doing something. And so that's why it's hard to come to this decision. Uh, but <laughs> we are grateful for you. Ted also says, Deidre is a great co-host and hearing your relationship come out on the radio brings smiles. I hope to continue that with our new project. Mm -hmm. I think you might see that more with the new project. He's not firing me or divorcing me, I promise. <laughs> In all honesty, it was a mistake bringing her on. <laughs> no, no. I, it's my I, fault. If anything, bringing her on is the reason that it has taken me this long to make this decision because it's been so good. Our camaraderie, our banter, this is our normal life. <laughs> she makes me laugh all the time. <laughs> You and thought he was assume, the funny one. Yeah, and I would assume right. she would say the same thing, but I, it was wrong. But she just said the opposite. <laughs> so that's where we're at, guys. We'll be here next Saturday uh, to record this on Twitch. Mm -hmm. If you want to join us live, it'll air next Monday, uh, the final episode of the season and the series. Uh, and then we'll talk about what's going to happen that if all goes well, we'll launch on January 1st. So we're excited about it. We hope you have a fantastic day. 
We thank you for making Rise and Shine Nerds a part of it. Catch us next Monday on YouTube, LTN Radio, or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Oh, shoot. (laughs) (laughs) He does this to me all the time. So smooth. That was my radio voice. You can hear the radio voice come back in, and that's when you need to focus back up on the the show prep. (laughs) No, no, no. Catch up on all 48 episodes of the show before this one at lovethynerd.com slash rise and shine. And tell us what you think of the show via our socials at rise and shine LTN on Facebook and Twitter. Once again, I am Radio Matt. I'm Daytra. And as always, a reminder. Jesus loves you, nerds. Goodbye. <laughs>